on this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. We give you the latest updates on OU's coaching staff and on the early enrollees and transfers that have arrived at Norman and the National College Football Roundup. We discuss the latest college football news, including the ACC saying no thanks to college football playoff expansion. And we finish up giving you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hostie, will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, January 17th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in January from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 Rockin' and Reelin' giveaway. Drawings are every 30 minutes, and grand prize winners will be selected at 11.59. If you need help finding your way, just visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Now we're recording this Sunday night. Please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you can email the Oklahoma Breakdown at gmail.com. And oh boy, Ted, there is a lot of OU stuff to talk about. Now, our, our guy Perry on Winfrey, he was supposed to join us tonight. He had to reschedule and... I just don't know if he just didn't want to say something he was going to regret or what, because he was like, I'm going to have to do it another time. And I was like, Hey, all good. No worries. But I think we all saw some of the things he was firing off on Twitter and it made me even more excited to get him on here. But I think he, he's probably trying to avoid a little controversy. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Probably wants some of the sizzle on those uh, tweets he put out to cool off a little bit before he comes on. Yeah. Maybe smart. Let the dust settle a little bit. Yeah, he's got a he's got a professional football career to worry about. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's probably a good call. Now we'll work to get Perry on here in the next couple of weeks. But also, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, this is an episode you're going to want to check out on our YouTube channel, and it continues to grow, Ted. But the reason people want to check it out is because the podcast officially has merch. Let's yes. go. It's about time. You're not official unless you get T-shirts, hats, hoodies. We're good to go, man, and we got a great partner. Yeah, Opolis has created a limited release of merchandise for the podcast. 
So you can go to opolisclothing.com and use promo code TED, T-E-D, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. And there are four Oklahoma breakdown items available right now. Ted, which one? What, what, what's your favorite? Uh, the hoodie is kind of a sleeper favorite right now. The Texas sucks one is obviously good. Um, I think there's, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. There's one for every occasion, I think, right now. Yeah, so the four items, there. there's an awesome white Oklahoma breakdown hoodie. Simple, it's sweet, it's crisp, it's clean, looks great. Then there's this like red retro looking football helmet shirt. Is is so a lot of people call that the turbo uh logo, right? Yeah. Isn't that similar to the turbo logo? Yeah, so that that looks good. I like my wife likes that one. So you've got that one, it's kind of a retro look to it that people really like. You got the white snapback hat with the red rope in the front, just says Oklahoma breakdown on it. Looks good, crisp, clean, and then what I believe to be the fan favorite, the what I am calling the Teddy Layman Texas sucks shirt. <laughs> and it is, it's Teddy's, Teddy with the ball after the Superman play in 2001 against Texas. And I feel like, I feel like this one's going to sell well. I've, I've got yep. a feeling. We finally have a t-shirt with the documented moment of the biggest missed opportunity for a horns down in history, right? That's it. That's the moment right there. That, and you should have kept the football. <sighs> and should have kept the football. Well, you live and learn, right? You live and learn. So if you want to support us, uh, go check out the merchandise at opolisclothing.com, and you can use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. Check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet stuff. I mean, I like it, dude. I'm, I, I'm I, stoked. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. And if you guys buy a bunch of stuff now, they're going to let us do like dumb stuff. Like we want to make the fancy corn shirt. It's going to happen, <laughs> but these need, we need to be able to sell some of these. We got we to move some merchandise to be able to, to, to print off some dumb stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough, enough plugging of the shirts, the Oklahoma staff. So remember, Oh, you hired J.R. Sandlin as its new director of player personnel and recruiting. And I had, I had gotten so, a, a couple questions about what this meant for Drew Hill, who was technically director of player personnel the last several years at Oklahoma. And so you've got Sandlin out there. He's tweeting out lock emojis left and right, right? He's, he's already doing the damn thing. He's off to a hot start. But Drew Hill, some people were like, what, what is, what's going to happen with him? So he is, he's staying. So I, I asked around and I've been told that Drew is staying at Oklahoma. He's going to be doing what he was doing, but we'll just have a different title. Right. And remember when Bruce Feldman and Aria Wasserman, the two guys from the athletic put an article together a few weeks back about the top personnel people in college football, Drew Hill was in the top 10 on that list that they put together. So he is, he's definitely a big asset for Oklahoma. He's a guy that we, we certainly want to keep around Norman. And I, I was good to hear that he was sticking around, even though it's just, it's just a job title t- change, Ted. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the past you would think that you'd definitely make a move there. Just that a new coach would bring in a new person, but that's what I love about 
you know, the new look Sooners, there's going to be a lot different about the football team, but the back office is probably going to be maybe the least talked about difference with this new football team. Just the amount of staff that they're going to have is going to be way more than they've had in the past. And I think it's just, I think it's awesome to be able to keep Drew Hill around. Um, and, you know, you have the new guy in Sandlin, the more the merrier, right? There's a lot of stuff that, that needs to go down. And, you know, just, just talking with some of the guys, some of the, the coaches, most everywhere else in the country, every coach has like in a recruiting assistant that handles a lot of the recruiting aspects for them, whether it's, um, you know, sending out tweets or text messages or, you know, scheduling a hotel and rental car and picking your flights and all that stuff. Uh, you would think that someone does it for them, but at Oklahoma, they did a lot of the stuff on their own that most schools, and I'm not just talking about the big boys, that most schools have assistance for. So you're going to grow the staff to be able to handle a lot of that stuff because ultimately we want our coaches coaching football. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, some recruiting stuff, but not as much admin stuff. I'll say this. I would be so good at the book, the hotels, book, the flights job. I would crush it. A lot. That's, love doing that stuff. Organizational gurus, what you are. It's I great. love it. I would thrive. Now, is it the best use of my skills? Debatable. Some <laughs> would say yes, but I, I would thrive in that position. Okay. You mentioned add into the staff and this one got me excited. Uh, LaDamian Washington, Oklahoma, adding him as an offensive analyst and as an assistant wide receivers coach. I love this hire. I, I do because I think. Now you look at the wide receivers room, you've got Kale Gundy, you've got LaDamian Washington, and that's such a great compliment of coaches in my mind. Like You've got a veteran guy that's been around OU for forever in Kale. He can coach any position. He's going to know everything about the offense. And then Washington, younger guy, right? A guy that was a, was a solid player at Missouri. Bounced around in the NFL. Think he played for like seven different teams. Played in the CFL. Played in the AAF, the XFL. Like the guy played in about every professional lo- football league on the planet. And I just think a guy like that can really relate to the players. And, and we talked about them adding some diverse, some diversity to this staff. And this is exactly what it does. But talk to some guys down there at Mizzou. They say this guy can coach the hell out of some football. And they say he's really good at framing things and presenting them to the players, like really good public speaker. So I kind of dug into his background a little bit. And one of the things you want from your coach is like, is to have guys that can relate to the players. And this is a guy that has played, but also players for Oklahoma and players for all these big programs. They come from all kinds of different backgrounds. Great, great at-home situations, you know, bad situations at home. And when I, was, when I was reading about Washington's past, like I guess he lost both of his parents mm-hmm. as a kid, and him and his brothers basically ha- had to raise themselves. So this is a guy with playing experience. He's got a lot of life experience. I mean, he's just one of these guys that I think when you look at what he did from the football side and then from the life side, like this is a great addition to the staff. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned all the different places that he played. 
And, you know, one of, I'm sure you kind of went through this too. And I did in the NFL as well. When you play at several different places, unfortunately you have to learn a bunch of different offenses and you have to learn a bunch of different ways to do the same exact thing. Like everyone wants to do the same thing differently, right? Um, that's one of the bad things. But the good thing about that is over a course of several years, you learn a bunch of different ways to do essentially the same thing. And you can you can take different pieces from different places that you like from a player's perspective that he had and apply that on the field as a coach. So, you know, as you, and this isn't just a a Gundy thing, but he's able to give some like real world feedback to maybe some of the ways that coach Gundy or some of the, the offense, the route schemes or how they coach the receiver, whatever, just because he played for a bunch of different coaches and was able to go out there and try and do it on his own at a very high level and you get a better feeling of what works and what doesn't work whenever you have that that type of uh, experience. So I think stuff like that is awesome. Uh, you can add, without even thinking about it too much, you add a wealth of experience and just the, the um, you know, having done a lot of these things a bunch of different ways, you can really pick it apart and figure out what you like best and apply it. Yeah. And if you get into a situation, right, where as an offense, maybe you're hitting a roadblock with a concept or even with a player and he can come in and say like, hey, we we tried it this way or we did it this way in, you know, wherever he he was at. And like when when (laughs) when you bounce around the NFL and you know this, it sucks, but you do. You soak up a lot of information. You you really do. So I just think I, I thought that that was a. I knew that that was a priority for for Brent Venables and for Jeff Levy, and I, I think they landed a good one. So um, excited, excited to see what he can add to the staff. Okay, last thing about the staff, man, we got to talk about the video that they put out. We we absolutely have to talk about it. The OU coaching staff helping the mid year enrollees move into Headington Hall, and. I'm not sure this if this is something that Brent Venables got from his time at Clemson, but he continues to prove that he practiced what he preaches. And he always talks about it, and, and people are going to hear it over and over again, you know, about servant leadership, being a servant leader, serving the kids, serving their hearts and not their talent, like all these things. And it's not an act. It's how the man lives his life every day. And I don't think, and I'm sure coaches have done this before. They probably did it at Clemson. Seems like something Dabo would do mm-hmm. now that I think about it. But I don't recall seeing a video of it from anyone else, like putting it out almost as a, as a hype video from, from, the, from the official right. Twitter. It's, I don't think I've ever seen it before. And it continues, like this new staff continues to do things that stands out. It makes them look really good. So I I loved it. Right. No, I do too. And, you know, Coach Chavis, Miguel Chavis, sent out a tweet earlier. I think it was today and came across the timeline. And it's got Venable's 
holding the microphone and maybe he's talking to recruits or, or addressing the team. I don't know, but there's a sign in the background that says mental toughness. And I'm assuming this is all new signage, you know, cause that's one of the things that happens when you have, uh, you know, a, a coaching change is all of the little things on the wall. Like what, what what's it called at, um, uh, at basketball, uh, Porter Moser's wall. Oh, the cur- the wall of uh, culture, the culture wall, culture wall. It's got a bunch of like sayings and stuff on it. Like that's one of the things that happens and behind him, it, it is mental toughness doing the right thing for the team when everything isn't perfect for you. And that's kind of been, that goes into that, that same statement that you're talking about. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about, it's about the team. It's about doing the right thing. And sometimes even whenever it's not the right thing, maybe for you at that moment. Yeah. And I will say my highlights of the video, and if you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it. Number one highlight, our man Thad Turnip Seed. He he's going. He he's got. He's basically the only person in the video that go that is going with like multiple boxes being carried at one time. And I put this out there on Twitter. And I was like, he is definitely a. We can get this in one trip, kind of guy, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I mean, it, the the legend of Turnip Seed continues to grow. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of like my dad. My dad is he's an engineer, and my dad's like five, seven. Okay. And my brother's six, three, I'm like six, one and a half. And we're like meatheads. Okay. And it's always like, try to like do something, the, you know, the bravado way or whatever. And my dad's the one sitting back like, no, that's not how we're going to do this. Let's actually put a little bit of thought into how to get it done. Right. They came and turn it seat or kind of on the same level. And then Schmidty's in the video and he's not carrying anything, which is the best part. It's just coaching. That's how you do it. He, he's just like, no, you guys do the lifting, big dog. He just also, he just looks jacked in that video. It just cheesing that smile on his face. That's so funny, man. And then la- my last observation of it, Phil Lothol is still just such a massive human being. I kind of feel bad that these early arrivals are like, they have to like be around him. It's like, Oh my God, is this what college football is? Is this what offensive linemen look like? He's so huge. Yeah. All right. There's a, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to, to Oklahoma's roster. But first the only place to stop when you're road tripping is loves travel stops. Loves has over 560 locations in 41 States offering 24 hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Loves has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including my favorite, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. Loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile-to-go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see the red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
and make sure you bank at First Fidelity Bank. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma, tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. Okay, first roster update. Mario Williams had entered the portal and has committed to USC. And I, I don't think this is much of a surprise to anyone. Now, we knew he had taken an official to Texas as well. Some people thought maybe he would go somewhere back in his home state of Florida, but ends up following Lincoln Riley. And we'll see what this means for Caleb Williams. Still all quiet on that front, which is which is very interesting. But some drama came with this. There was, uh, there was quite the reaction from the fan base. And it seems like some subtle or not so subtle shade from from some some of the guys that are moving on this year to the NFL and started with Nick Benito's tweet who said, quote, some of the kids talking down on the coaches all season. Now they want to join them at USC, bunch of clowns. Oh, you don't need them. Now, I'm not sure if that was directed at Latrell McCutcheon, who tweeted some stuff that got people pretty riled up this weekend. Now, he has not announced where he's headed. But it kind of seems like it was directed at Mario Williams that I, I feel like I'm reading the situation properly here. And maybe it was directed at both of those guys, but it certainly, uh, certainly got people talking. Even got a retweet from coach Stoops with some eyeballs on Saw it. that. I was Whoa. like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, the Mario Williams thing, it had been, been talked about from the very beginning that he and Caleb Williams are going to kind of be tied at the hip wherever they go. Um, he commits to USC. You got to feel like Caleb Williams. I still think that's the most likely landing spot for him. Don't know. But yeah, I don't think the trail McCutcheon is going to USC. I don't think, uh, I don't think he was liking the, the coaching staff a whole heck of a lot throughout the year. At least it didn't feel that way. So I wouldn't expect to see him at USC, but I guess you never know. Um, I think it's got to be pointed at Mario Williams. And, you know, I guess I, I, I'm not mad at anyone for transferring. I'm not. Um, but at the same time, I can say that I think they would be better off had they stayed and been all in at Oklahoma. I mean, that's just kind of, kind of how I feel, but um it's been, it's been the craziest I, about two months as I could ever remember with this fan base and with the players on, on Twitter and social media. It's been wild, dude. It has. Yeah. And you, you look at the stuff that like even Perry on tweet, like, Hey, my coach never came to my dorm room, like that type <laughs> of stuff. And then awesome. tweet, like, 
oh, Oklahoma's not for everyone. You're just like, oh my God, the drama, it just won't stop with this program, yeah. which is great for us. This is tremendous oh, yeah. for us. It's, but it's great content, man. It's hard to keep track of it all. It is. It really is. I, I feel like, and I, I had to, I had to tell people just to stay, step back and, and take a break because, you know, I'm, I'm getting quoted as saying stuff that I did not say. It's, it's so weird, but I, you know, if, if you leave the phone down or, or you're logged off of social media for any amount of time at all and you pick it back up, there's this like level of almost excitement that you don't know what you're about to witness, right? Whenever you crack it open, like, what have I missed? I, I would, I would be embarrassed. You know, you get the, like the screen time report from your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I would be embarrassed if people saw the, uh, the average time that threw that got thrown out by my phone on Sunday. Ooh. I looked at it and I just set my phone. Out. I was like, gotta, <laughs> gotta take a break. And then like two minutes later, I was like, got to work on the podcast. Never mind. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> okay. One thing that kind of flew under the radar and maybe because it was sensationalized a little bit, but Bruce Feldman, he, he's got a ton of respect from a lot of people that cover college football. He, he's one of the best that does it. And he went on Feinbaum and said, quote, there's a bunch of guys at Oklahoma that will follow Caleb Williams wherever he goes. There's a Pied Piper aspect to it. and." When I read that, it, once again, I, and I know I say this quite a bit, but it's like when a dog hears a weird noise and it just kind of tilts his head, I was like, yeah. huh? Because I, I get it. Caleb Williams is he's in a tremendously talented player. But I think sometimes people forget, even with how easy it is to transfer now and how easy it is to move as a player and you can go somewhere without penalty, like it's really hard to pick where you're going to school initially. Like that's a really difficult decision. And even though it's an easier process now, transferring, like choosing to transfer, making that decision is not as easy as people think it is. Especially like you think of a guy, especially what all these kids are, what they're just going to wait for what Caleb Williams does. Like I find that incredibly hard to believe. So when he said there's a bunch of guys, I was like, how many is a bunch? Like two, three, I just, yeah, I, I One. just don't, I, I don't buy that statement at all because a bunch of these guys chose to go to Oklahoma because they're from Texas and it's close to their family and their parents could come watch them play. It's like, I, I don't think these kids are just sitting waiting like, okay, Caleb, where are we going? Like, th there's no way that's true. No, no, there's no way it's true. And I know there's a – I don't want to sound like I'm I'm a Caleb Williams hater or that I'm necessarily downplaying his talent. But it, as a true freshman, he did some great things. But it's not like he was perfect. He wasn't anywhere close to perfect. And he had some really good games, and I thought he played great in the bowl game. But I – Especially with these guys have been been hanging around, uh, been able to to see this meet new staff, and there's some guys that are really excited about it. Like, who else are we talking about? I mean, I don't even know what 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 type of guy like who else would leave. I mean, I think some 
some guys are pretty excited about the new scheme that they're going to be in at Oklahoma. Well, it's not even that. There's also scholarship limits, right? You talk about, oh, a bunch of guys are going to follow them. No, they're not because the numbers won't work. Like, there's not just going to be eight spots somewhere for OU guys if Caleb Williams ends up going to USC. That's just, just not how it works. I can't even, can you even think of another guy that would leave? Maybe like Farouk, um, maybe a, a wide out or something. Like I, I don't even. I, I don't know. There's not going to be a bunch. Yeah. I, I think don't. one at most. Yeah. So I saw, I, I saw that and I was like, that is, that's, that's a little much. I, uh, I don't think that's true. Okay. Let's get to some of the, some of the less dramatic news. <laughs> Deshaun White announced that he's coming back for 2022 which I think you and I both agree uh, a very good decision, a very smart decision for his football future and the chance to learn from Ted Roof and from Brent Venables. I think this is, this is a great opportunity for Deshaun White. And I know we're all excited about the young backers in that room, but it never hurts to have a guy that's played a lot of football. And at times it's played some really good football. If, if, if Roof and Venables can get Deshaun White to play like to his full potential, like to max out his talent. He's going to be a really good player for him next year. Yeah. You, th- there, there's a bunch of exciting young, young players. Right? We brought in what we've got Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, Canick, um, and I may be missing one, but don't forget TD Roof. TD Roof kid. transferring in. There's, there's a bunch of good, young talent, and that's something to be really excited about. But you got to have some experience out there, and Deshaun White has played a ton of football. So having him in the room is still going to be uh, something that you kind of desperately need. Uh, you don't want to throw a bunch of, like, super young, true freshmen and, you know, true sophomores out there. To be able to have a guy that's played as much football as him is great. Now – the, the beauty of it is if he can't start, does get beat out, well, you've still got great experience there at the backup role uh, in case some of the young guys start to make mistakes. And, um, no, I, I, was, I was thrilled that he came back. I think that's big time. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a really good decision, smart decision, which I always like when people make smart decisions. Make me feel better. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good for everyone. Okay, so big weekend. Right for Oklahoma football, early enrollees arrived uh, along with the guys that they've gotten from the transfer portal. So this is the list that was sent to me from someone in the program. So let's start with transfers. Dylan Gabriel, he's there and is going to be wearing number eight. Solid Ocho. quarterback number. What do we think? Lefty wearing eight. I think Steve uh, Young. Yeah, I like it. Uh, looks good in eight. I'm trying to think. Am I missing someone, a quarterback that wore eight? Hibble, Nate. Hibble. So we're going back uh, 20 years since someone wore number eight. That's that's good. I like make, it. Make it your own, Dylan Gabriel. If, if right. you could play like Steve Young, that would be great. I mean, sign us up for that. That'd be nice. He, he does have some Steve Young-ish type qualities. Let's just calm down. Let's let let's just well let's not go there. Let's just let's not be those guys. Okay, uh, Jeffrey Johnson. 
Defensive tackle from Tulane. We got to see this guy play against the Sooners in the opener last season. He's a good player. I liked what I saw from him on tape going into the game. And as soon as he hopped into the portal, you got to give OU's coaching staff some credit. They pounced. They contacted him immediately because they had seen him. And it's weird how it works that way sometimes, right? Hey, you played a guy in a non-conference game. Oh, he's in the portal. Let's give him a call. We liked that guy when we were getting prepared for that game. And Todd Bates did his thing, man. Beat out LSU. This was a guy that was living in the state of Louisiana and beat out LSU for him. And he's, he's old. He's got size. He's got strength. He's a guy that can help you right away. And I guess my only question about him is he came for the visit and committed. And as far as I could tell, is signed in like his starting on Monday. Did he leave? Did he like bring a bunch of stuff with him? Like, how did that work? Did he have to go home and grab all the stuff and come back? Like, how's that work? I don't know, but every time I see him in a picture and he's wearing like street clothes, I can't tell if he's a coach or I, he's, he's just a big, looks like a very mature dude. So, uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, good stuff. Got to, got to see him against Tulane. I think he's a big physical guy. Um, you know, was playing high, but he's going to be coached pretty hard on all of that stuff. I think he's got, uh, some pretty good, pretty good ability there. And just the fact that Bates has gone in and battled LSU, Georgia, some of these other big, you know, defensive line schools on a couple of, of, uh, players, prospects and one out that's, (laughs) that's big, man. We haven't had a whole lot of that happening. Yeah, other transfers that have arrived in Norman, Jonah Laulu, big defensive lineman from Hawaii, and I- I'm glad he's here, right? That's that's big time. Get him with old, with old Schmitty and keep building on that big frame he's got. But I also wonder, like, man, that that weather on Saturday just had – that, that couldn't day. have felt good for him. It was a bad day, man. <laughs> bad day, 20 degrees with like a 30-mile-an-hour wind. That was not pretty, so – yeah, there was probably a little bit of like, where am I right now? But um, no, nah, it's a couple of big dudes, man. That's some big size on the defensive line. I like it. Yeah, offensive line wise, McCade, what are we going with? He's coming from Cal. Well, I didn't look up the enunciation or pronunciation guide. I wanted to sound it out with you. M-E-T-T-A-U-E-R. Matower? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. You sure? Uh-huh. Well, no, but that's what I'm going with. McCade Matower. Love it. If it's not, correct us. We've got no problem getting names wrong. You guys have learned that by now, but we try. <laughs> we try. He started a ton of games at Cal, a ton of games, and this is a guy that was an all-pack 12 interior offensive lineman, and after, after talking to some guys, it can play all three interior positions. So I, I think it's, it's very similar to what they did bringing in Robert Conjol last year, except for, uh, I think, Matower, I hope that's right, is is a little more talented than Conjol and is is played played ball at a little bit of a higher level than he has. So this is a guy that, I mean, he can come in, and if, if he wins the starting center job, then so be it. Like, th- this creates competition for guys like Chris Murray, uh, guys like Andrew Rame, and then, you know, we'll we'll see who ends up stepping up and filling that void left by Marquise Hayes moving on at left guard. So it, it, you can never have too much depth on the offensive line. This guy's played a lot of ball mature. So I'm, I'm all this. 
was a great addition. Yeah, I I haven't seen a whole lot of him other than just like a, a string of highlights, but he seems to kind of have the personality and the way that he plays to be like kind of an attitude guy and an energy guy, which uh, we always love. And you always love to have that on the offensive line. So, um, yeah, man, I, I feel like at least kind of for the time being that the transfer portal is going to continue to be something that we utilize heavily with the offensive line. Yeah. He's got long hair, so he's probably got a little crazy to him. Hopefully. Long hair. I think he goes with like the Rambo style bandana. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother. Okay. A couple other transfers. Uh, Daniel Parker tied in from Missouri. We've talked about him. Linebacker TD Roof transferring in from App State. Uh, turns out he must like his dad. And then uh, a guy that got added on Sunday and he committed is a defensive back from Wyoming, C.J. Calden. And I'm assuming that he'll start right away like he's committed. I think he's like a fifth-year, maybe sixth-year, like super senior, 6'1", about 190 pounds, like had a really mm -hmm. nice year, really nice 2020 for Wyoming. So, yeah, you, lo you lose a defensive back with McCutcheon leaving, and you bring one in, a very experienced guy, frankly, a, a grown-ass man in Colden and – I hope I'm saying that right, too. C-O-L-D-O-N. Colton, got to be. That's right. That's right. And here's a guy who came in Saturday and thought the weather was great. You know, after being in Wyoming, it's like, this is this is beautiful down here. This is awesome. Um, I will say, though, going back to TD Roof, um, I I didn't get to see any of his, his freshman stuff, but I saw his high school huddle tape. And... I like what I see a lot. Uh, you can tell that he's been around football for a long time, plays with great footwork, great pad level. Uh, I, I really liked what I saw a lot, and I wasn't really expecting to for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe that's uh, wrong of me, but after I watched that huddle tape, I was like, okay, I like it. I like it. He's He can definitely play at this level, and – and be a guy that can compete at Oklahoma. Yeah, you can you can never have too many coaches, kids, nope. that are going to compete every single day in practice. Can never have too many of those guys. Okay, early enrollees that are in Norman. On offense, quarterback Nick Evers, wide receiver Jaden Gibson, and it looks like those two will be roomies. Uh, wide receiver Nicholas Anderson is there. Running back Javante Barnes and tight ends Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn. I really like the young tight ends being mm -hmm. being early enrollees because with Stogner out, uh, with Jeremiah Hall going to the league, I know Braden Willis is coming back. We're all excited about that. But one of these guys, maybe both of them, if you can get them up to speed, like one of these guys needs to contribute at least in some sort of, you know, a small role next year on the field. I don't know which one of them it's going to be, but one of these guys needs to develop quickly. Yeah. Well, that room's going to be totally different, and it's talented. It really is. Um, Joe John Finley's got a really good group in there. You've got two experienced guys. One is, God, is Willis a six-year guy? Is this going to be number six for him? Is he a super no, senior? No, I think fifth. Fifth? Or fifth. 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 Um, yeah, he's played a ton of football, super experienced, leader on the team. 
Uh, you had the big Daniel Parker from Missouri as a big blocker and some young athletic guys. It's going to be competitive. And yeah, someone's going to have to uh, multiple uh, step up and, and start playing. And I, I would love to be right back to where we were last year, where we, we can play in some 13, some three tight end personnel groupings. Yeah. And then Jaden Gibson, that guy looks like he's going to be really good. So, and also Evers being in early. And I, I know a, a chance for him to learn and kind of grow with Dylan Gabriel. I don't think Gabriel's going to feel necessarily threatened by him. I hope those two develop a good relationship and that if, if they can push each other, it's great for the program, right? It's great for the yep. program. Uh, defensively, early guys uh, that have enrolled, uh, linebackers, the entire room's coming. Jared Candick, Kobe McKenzie. Did you see the picture of those two guys with BV? I did. Yep. They're yeah. two two good looking high school seniors, dude. Yeah, I saw Kobe McKenzie back last summer at that Champion Barbecue, and I was pretty surprised at how big and already physically developed he looked. Um I hope he can run because that room all of a sudden is really, really fast. Kip Lewis, Kanick, uh, Shane Witter, Stutzman, all of those guys can fly. So I haven't seen Kobe McKenzie like, like to see what that open field type of speed looks like, but I hope you can run, man, because that's going to be a fast room. He let, let's be real. And we, we have not talked to anyone about this, so it's not like, you know, we're, we're, putting any sort of strategy out there. He's a burger away from being an edge guy. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Listen, I know yeah. that struggle. I know that struggle. It could, ha- it could happen quick. Kobe, but there's, it could happen quick. There's nothing wrong with that, man. That's, you know, frankly, that's, that's a highly sought after position these days. And there's guys that do both, right? There's guys that can show that they can do both. So no, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, you mentioned Kip Lewis. He's there early. And then the last name I received was Robert Spears Jennings. Got to love when the local guy enrolls early. So a lot of guys, right? When you think about when you combine the early enrollees and the transfers, I think we just listed 17 guys. And that number doesn't include a couple of walk-ons that I know are joining the program. And they just had a big visit weekend. So... Don't think they're done, and don't think they're done in the portal either, but just just an exciting weekend for OU football, man. It is. A lot went down. Um, no, it, it's really exciting to see all those guys. The early arrivals, I, I credit those guys for wanting to get here and, and get to work quickly and get going fast, but, oh, man, I, I, I still am very thankful that this wasn't a thing whenever I played that last, uh, that last semester of high school was awesome. Um, so kudos to these guys for showing up early and being ready to grind because it is going to be a grind, which by the way, did you see what Brayden Willis said on their podcast? I don't think so. What did he say? He said that I think they were asking him about like workouts with Schmitty and I don't know what it was. Um, I, I don't know what he said, like how difficult it's been so far, but he talked about the previous staff that his, his 
what they did at his high school was way more difficult than what he's been doing at OU since he's been there. So we, Benny Wiley was a really nice guy. He was, he was very kind to me, but we've talked about this. Not one guy. And I've been doing what the sideline thing for three years now, four years, not one guy. And I remember I've been traveling with the team to road games, not one guy told me a horror story about a workout. Not one. That's weird. It's weird, man. So well, you saw the the USC post about their workouts out there, and they're what they were. You could see what they were doing, man. This, uh, it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clown on it. It's just different. But how many times did you do a kettlebell lunge, <laughs> Schmitty? We we did dumbbell lunges across the field in the indoor with like seventy five pound dumbbells. It's the worst thing on planet Earth. It's like you wanted to die. Oh my gosh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's maybe just a different mentality, man. Just a different different mentality. Oh, those kids are so screwed. Uh, it's gonna oh, be great. Oh, one a couple other things. Drew Sanders. A lot of people were excited. Possibility of of the Bama linebacker that had hopped in the portal going to Arkansas not coming to Oklahoma and we'll see what happens with Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, the two guys from USC that visited Uh, looks like they're at Ole Miss right now. I will say this about Jackson Dart. I had someone that is close to the Dart family reach out to me and say that their family, like they were under the impression that he was, he was in a good situation moving forward at USC and then their family found out about a a sizable NIL package that the staff was working behind the seeds on behind the seeds on to get for Caleb Williams and they felt like they had been lied to he went in the portal and he's gone mm. yeah um not shocking but it's it's not it's got to be frustrating though right if you're if you're him, I mean, it's not like he's. It's not like he's a bum. Walk on, yeah. He's a highly sought after quarterback, and I don't know. That's crazy, man. And I, I fully expect Caleb Williams to, to end up at USC. I, I would be, I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't. But if he doesn't, and they lost Jackson, like they are in. A, a wild predicament out there all of a sudden if if Caleb Williams doesn't end up going there. I mean, they still got a couple of, 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 of options, but it's going to look and feel totally different than what they expected. Yeah. All right, let's get to call your shot. And we asked you guys, what guy are you most excited about that just got to Norman and got a lot of responses? This one comes from Matt Kotner on Twitter who said, I would say Kobe McKenzie. Jaron Kanick and Kip Lewis, the young talent at the linebacker position, is going to be huge. It's hard not to be excited about Dylan Gabriel bringing some hype to the program and being all in for OU. Man, I'm just stoked all around. I feel like that's a pretty good embodiment of how we're all feeling right now. It's just like there's just a lot of good is happening for OU football right now. It's I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. I know. It's, it's crazy, and maybe – it's not false enthusiasm, but maybe like everyone was so 
caught off guard by the Lincoln Riley thing that no matter what happens, we're all going to be all in on it. But I honestly love the position that we're in. I love the young talent that we've gotten. I, I really like the transfer portal guys that we've gotten. Uh, I love the staff, the additions that they've made on the staff, both, um, you know, on the field coaches and back office guys and analyst roles, uh, obviously strength and conditioning. We're in a good spot right now. I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm glad the fan base is, is fully locked in, too. Yeah, and Just OK Sports on Twitter, who chimes in a lot. Appreciate you, Just OK Sports, says Robert Jennings. There's the Spears in there, but his, so his handle is just Robert Jennings. So are we, is it, are we going hyphenated or not? Do we know? Spears I, Jennings until we're told not, until Spears, we're told it's just Jennings, right? That's how I, I go with it, but um, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a clue. But okay. Robert Spears Jennings is what I've been, it's what, what I've heard people with. say, and that's what I've been going with. But well, well, just okay. Sports says Robert Spears Jennings, six one, two hundred pound defensive back before drill Sergeant Schmidt with four four laser speed. Yes, please. Yeah, uh, Schmidt is going to look athlete. at that that guy and be like, okay, I'm here to mold you. Let's do this. Yep. That dude's going to be a monster. No, he is. There's some really good looking athletes that are coming in and. Man, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited about that linebacker room for sure. I agree on that one. And uh, it's, it's you can't not be excited for Dylan Gabriel and what he's going to bring to the offense. No doubt. But nothing gets me much more excited than birthday shout-outs. Happy fifth birthday to Wyatt Anderson. Happy birthday, Wyatt. Happy 12th birthday to Logan Guthman. Happy Is that birthday, right, Logan. That's right. Guthman? Guthman. It's got to be Guthman. Happy Guthman. 16th birthday to Hunter Andrews. Happy 16th, Hunter. Be safe out there. Happy 18th birthday to Joshua Razzo. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy 22nd birthday to Ian Ritchie. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy 22nd birthday to JC Cheyenne Calvert. What a name. Wow. Happy birthday, JC. Happy 23rd birthday to Ali Barkat, Ali Barkat, 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 B-A-R-K-A-T, Barkat, Barkat. Happy birthday, Ali. <laughs> We're idiots. Happy 26th <laughs> birthday to Josh James. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy 32nd birthday to Cheryl Brandt. Happy birthday, Cheryl. Happy 33rd birthday to Austin Ryan. Happy birthday, Austin. Two first names. What's up, Austin Ryan? Happy 44th birthday to Michael Robinson. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy early 50th birthday to Dory, <laughs> Dory Howard. There's so many. I know. Birthday <laughs> happy Dude, birthday, Dory. They just Dory. keep coming in, man. Dory Howard, happy birthday. Happy 60th birthday to Gamps. Didn't even happy get a birthday, name. They, just Gamps. Said, they said, tell Gamps happy birthday. Happy 64th birthday to Steve. Papa Melton. All right, Papa. Oh, happy birthday, Papa. <laughs> happy birthday to the P-Woes. Stacy P-Wo and Braden P-Wo. Happy birthday to you both. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Heather Steele. You will remain <laughs> your age will remain a mystery, Heather. Happy and congratulations. Birthday, congratulations to the LaGrange family on the birth of Tatum Gwynn. Happy uh, birthday, Tatum, and congratulations to the LaGrange family. 
I'm laughing because I love that you organize these into ascending uh, order. <laughs> and then at the end, you clearly put the ones that did not attach uh, an age. See, this goes back to your organizational skills, man. I, the coach's <laughs> assistant job, I would crush. I mean, absolutely crush. All right, let's get to the next, the latest college football news. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing and will design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, winter is definitely here, but does the weather matter? Nope, because it's always hard seltzer season, and there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Sonic Hard Seltzer from Coop Aleworks. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it in the hot tub, by the fire, and at the tailgate. You can buy 12 packs of the iconic Sonic drive-in flavors like Cherry Limeade in Ocean Water, or you can grab a citrus variety pack or a tropical variety pack Find it at your local grocery, convenience, and liquor stores. All right, National College Football Roundup. Let's start here, Ted. We talked about the roadblocks that have come up uh, when it comes to college football playoff expansion. And, well, the ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, he came out publicly and said that the members of the ACC do not think it's the right time to expand the college football playoff right now. So that obviously – it, it got people's attention and he, he brought up a lot of different things, but he thinks that they, they need to address and adjust the bigger issues in college football. So we're talking name, image, and likeness transfer portal, uh, how the NCA operates at, operates as a whole, like the governance structure that is being adjusted right now, or at least it's going through that process. So Jim Phillips said, no, 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 no. No thanks on college football playoff expansion. We need to we need to fix all that other stuff first. Your thoughts? Good luck. <laughs> uh, the NCAA has been turned into. I I don't even know. Is, is there, are they what do they there do anymore? Are they even regulating anything in college football uh, at this point? It doesn't feel like it. Um, you're never going to be able to put the toothpaste back into the tube. It's not happening. Uh, the NIL stuff, I'm sorry. Like the, the chances of everyone coming together and agreeing on any type of uniform rules, 
it's just not going to happen. Do you think, like, uh, for example, a Texas A&M that was rumored to put together like $30 million for NIL stuff for players, do you think Texas A&M is going to agree to, uh, to like pulling down on that stuff? Like, it's just not happening. It's, it's probably in the long run. It's, I don't think it's good for college football and it's definitely not unfolding the way that it was meant to. Like these aren't NIL deals. It's straight up guys getting paid to play college football, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I, my thought on this is that if the expansion of the playoff is agreed upon, the SEC, let's say it's a 12-team expansion and there aren't the conference tie-ins, I think that the ACC recognizes that the SEC may just grab their two biggest teams, Clemson and Florida State, and they can just basically wither and die on the vine if that happens. That's why I think the ACC is going to be adamantly opposed to any playoff expansion. Yeah. And I, a lot of people were like, well, maybe this is their way of trying to get Notre Dame into the conference. Jim Phillips said, no, that that's not it. We, we really just care about the health of college football, these big picture issues. No, they don't. They care about themselves. Just like, and remember, that's what Bob Bowlesby's whole frustration, right? We can, I mean, people can criticize Bob Bowlesby all they want, but he came out of that meeting going, everyone's being selfish. No one wants to work for what is best for all of college football. Everyone's worried about their own, I think he said their own silo, right? Jim Phillips is not worried about the big picture. He's worried about the ACC. That's it. And they can say whatever they want, but it's going to be very, very difficult to scale back NIL rules. It's going to be very, very difficult to scale back the way that the transfer portal works. I know some people say, Maybe they should change the calendar, right? They started both of those things, NIL and the portal, with all kinds of freedom. They will get their asses sued into oblivion if they try to regulate it now and they try to reduce the freedom or whatever term you want to use, the autonomy, the power of the student-athlete. Just can't do it. You 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 will be paying astronomical amounts of legal fees and the NCAA doesn't want that. And one thing I think, and, and a lot of people have discussed this, but Jim Phillips did bring this up. One thing he cited was uh, were the concerns that Dabo Sweeney and Mario Cristobal voiced about playing additional games and like the player safety stuff. And okay, I guess okay, but they do it in the FCS. They do it in the NFL. Like, I, I, we're all for player safety. Just take away one of the non-conference games. Then I don't care. It's like, not a, it's not a player safety thing. I mean, that's how they. It's always cited as a player safety thing. But I, it, it, can anyone prove that? I mean, anytime I guess there's more exposure, there's a chance for more injuries, but they're acting like there's like an exponential increase as the more games that you play. And I just don't think that's the case at all. I I mean, mean, these guys are going to go from playing 
most of them 12 game seasons to playing 17 games. It's actually, what, 19 game seasons whenever you count preseason, right? So it's that is always something that they want to hide behind is the player safety deal. It's not a safety issue at all. They could easily get it done. Yeah, I'm sure if they expand, uh, Dabo and Cristobal will be like, we don't want the extra money and salary. We don't want it. It's and, the principle of it. But here's the thing is it's, let's say you expand it to 12. Okay. Well, how many teams are going to end up playing that many more games? Like five, six teams? That's I don't it. know why Mario's worried about it. Miami's <laughs> not any good. Right. I mean, it's not like you're all 130 teams are going to play 15 games or 16 games. Like that's that's not how it's going to be. There's going to be like four or maybe six that play a couple more games than everyone else. That's I, it. Uh, I think Jim Phillips is terrified to lose Clemson. Yeah, and that's what I it think. Is. That's why you look at it, and that's why Greg Sankey's sitting there going, "Okay, don't expand. We'll keep sending two SEC teams every year." Yep. And all SEC championship. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the only other thing I want to say about this is it just seems so incredibly dumb that the people that run the college football playoff came out and presented the 12 team format in June to all of us. We all got so excited and now they just can't work together. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. And it is a PR nightmare. It's, it's beautiful. And how dysfunctional it is. I know. And like, I don't know how it's going as far as the networks, like what the networks are saying. But I, if, if, if they, if ESPN messes around and lets this go to the expiration of the current deal before they re-up it, Amazon, Jeff, Jeff Bezos could come in and buy the whole entire thing. Just like, Hey, this could be cool. Let's just buy the entire college football playoff. We'll do it on our own. We'll stream the whole thing. It'd be great. It's pocket change. Doesn't even mean anything just to get people to buy a couple of more things off of Amazon. Right. Uh, I could see that happening. The streaming stuff is something that they're going to have to really deal with moving forward. Like that's where it's ultimately going. So I, they just better be careful is all I'm saying. They better be careful letting that contract expire. Yeah. Okay. One, um, one thing that's not great. Got an update on the uh, Gary Patterson to Texas situation. So talk to Jeff Howe over at 20, or Horns 24-7. And he said he thinks it's happening. And said that from the people he talked to that Gary Patterson is excited to not have to deal with all the bullshit you have to deal with when you're a head coach, that he's excited to take a bit of a step back, and he's excited to just be able to focus on scheme, game planning, player evaluations, player development. I don't like how this sounds at all, man. I don't like how that sounds no. one bit because it it sounds like he also – is pretty excited about the possibility of helping Texas make the transition to the SEC. Like that gets him going a little bit. Mm. Don't like that. Nope. Not a fan. Don't do it. I don't Gary. either. Don't, I don't do either. it. Gary Patterson is like, that's, those are all the things that he's best at. 
Um, you know, I, I hate that he's going to be at Texas. He's, he's, I, th- that's the perfect role for a guy like Gary Patterson with kind of where he is right now, uh, just to go get lost in, in the tape and, and evaluating and, and watching offenses and planning for offenses. So if Texas pulls it off, that'll be, I, I still believe personally that Sarkeesian is making all of the right moves at Texas. I still believe that I've been saying it for a while. It's just whether or not all the, all the crap can stay out of his way there, but they're actually doing some good stuff there. I hate to admit it. I, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably just noted. I, I, I just had a dumb smile on my face for a while. Chiefs just scored a thick six to make it 28 to seven. Yeah. Who little, was it? Little, uh, I think the Allegretti guy, 73, little uh, delay, a tackle eligible delay. Oh, he's looking so thick, too. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's nice. the stuff. Okay. Uh, a few, uh, some coaching news, nothing really that major, but Chip Kelly agreed to a four year contract extension through the 2025 season there at UCLA. They went eight and four this year. Just a reminder, that's really good for UCLA, especially for what they've done lately. So he gets rewarded, going to be making some good money. There's a lot of incentives in that deal too. Kurt Ferentz signed a contract extension. The guy's just going to die at Iowa, I'm convinced. He's got a contract extension that goes through 2029, going to be making like seven mil annually. So Kurt Ferentz... (laughs) He just he just won't go away. Remember, like last year when everyone was like, "Oh, Kurt Ferentz is gone." There's a there's a culture problem. He's going to be gone. Well, nope, he's going to be there through 2029. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does mediocrity better than Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. I just mean, reminder: whew. they played in the Big Ten championship game this year, and it was disgusting. That's right. Well, they started off good and and looked pretty solid with that win over Iowa State and you know kept marching right along and the whole thing fell apart on them but hey get rewarded for a a disappointing season amazing yeah Yeah. he's got a great job man him and him and Mark Stoops got to figure it out I mean they got to figure it out and then Todd Graham has resigned from Hawaii after a bunch of allegations from former players of him Basically just being a huge asshole. So the Hawaii job is now open. Wow. Well, uh, it's very interesting. You know, I've heard this about, like, you could tell sometimes whenever you're, you're watching people, like, walk the sidelines, just what kind of guys they are, you know? And, like, some, some coaches are angry in a very uh, – like a football way and other coaches just look like miserable people. And Todd Graham's always looked like a miserable person to me, but you know, it's Plank's guy. Plank loves him. Some Graham, some Todd Graham. So Tulsa guy, Tulsa guy. Uh, yeah, that was, I guess I, what I'm saying is I wasn't shocked whenever I read the story. Yeah. Um, maybe I, when he got that job, I, I never thought Todd Graham had the vibe to be the head coach at Hawaii. I feel like you have to have a certain vibe yeah, to uh, live out there and, and to coach that football team. 
that little mic that he has on the sideline, that's that's Ooh. not the Hawaiian vibe. That's the Britney not, Spears mic's not, yeah, not it. It's not what we're after. So, yeah, Hawaii is open. We'll see who they ended up hiring. A lot of people are like, I just bring June Jones back. We'll we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. June Jones in a baggy Hawaiian on the sideline. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, yeah, let's finish I, up. Hawaii is that's a it's a unique job and it's a big commitment to take it. It's not all all what you think it is. No, the facilities suck. All right, yeah. let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. But first, concussions are a part of football. They don't have to be a part of your pool party. Nip the slip with Soft Rocks rubber safety surfacing and spend more time enjoying your outdoor parties and less time worrying about a slip and fall on your pool deck. Soft Rock of OKC specializes in customized slip-resistant decorative rubber surfacing for your pool decks, patios, walkways, and gym floors. Local business owners Heidi and Cody Clark at Soft Rock of OKC are ready to help you prevent that next slip. Visit softrock.com slash OKC. That's S-O-F-T-R-O-C dot com slash OKC for more information. The Clarks also own the Driveway Company. The Driveway Company has tailored solutions to eliminate all of your driveway problems. They can repair cracks, clean and seal your rotting grass field joints to prevent water damage, ultimately saving you thousands of dollars in future repairs. Visit thedrivewaycompany.com slash OKC for all of your driveway repair needs. Learn more about Soft Rock and the Driveway Company by visiting their Facebook and Instagram pages or by calling 405-294-9834. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? I got to go with Cincinnati. I got to go with the Bengals. Um, you got Joe Burrow with the like 1980s shades post game, uh, playing like an absolute baller. You got Zach Taylor from Norman. Um, a lot of people calling for his job a year ago. Uh, I I just love him. I've actually started to kind of pull for Cincinnati to be like a, a team that makes a run here through the playoffs. And hey, they're getting hot at the right time. And We've seen it before. That's what the NFL playoffs are all about. You got to get hot at the right time. And Cincinnati is definitely hot at the right time. Just went out there and absolutely got it done against the Raiders. That was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Joe Burrow. He's just, he's got that swag, man. Mm -hmm. And Jamar Chase is that dude. I mean, he absolutely is. But 
let's be real. That game, I mean, it came down to the last play for the Raiders. I don't know why you're throwing it short of the end zone on the last play of the game when you need a touchdown. Yeah. But that game, I, I really, I thought Cincinnati should have put it away earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And just credit to the Raiders for for staying in it and Derek Carr for putting a couple drives together. But man, I wish they would have finished it a little stronger than they did. But that was an exciting finish. That was an awesome finish. No, it was crazy. And I think that's probably, well, it, number one, it's really difficult to put people away in the playoffs, right? You're, you're, yeah, you're playing the best of the best, but it's probably also a little bit of, um, a little bit of inexperience. I, I, is there anyone on that team? like that's been in the playoffs before that's played in the playoffs. I mean, um, you know, I think it's probably maybe a little bit of pucker factor down the stretch, um, trying to get out of there. It's like, Oh my God, we did it. You know, let's just not screw this thing up. And maybe, uh, you, you could have closed out a little bit better, but they're fun to watch, man. Joe Burrow is, he's the dude now he's, he's, he's going to be really good for a long time. I have a feeling. Yeah. He's got a great supporting cast around him too. And you you got to give that offensive line a little credit, right? Everyone thought that the Raiders were just going to destroy Burrow in this game because of the guys they were missing. That right side of their offensive line is is suspect, but those dudes battled. They battled and then Burrow got hit some. What what was your take on the inadvertent inadvertent whistle situation? That was weird. It was weird. I didn't see it live. So it's weird whenever you don't see it live and you kind of know what happened whenever you go back and watch it. Um, you definitely hear it on the broadcast. Yeah. It's, I don't know how you mess that up though. Like, I don't, I don't know how that happens. How you, how you have an inadvertent whistle in the, on that play. Like yeah. sometimes maybe I could get it, but I feel like we've learned enough. We've seen enough stuff like this that, you got to wait as long as you possibly can on that whistle, especially on like turnovers and stuff like that. You should never have an early whistle when in doubt. And I know sometimes they may kill each other out there, but when in doubt, let it run. I'm with you. All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? (laughs) It's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I knew you would do them. Only, only Dallas can turn a successful fake punt into a idiotic penalty defensive holding. I mean, they've got plenty of opportunities. They got opportunities to get the ball back several times in the, in the final minutes of the game. Ultimately they do get it back and have a nice little drive down the field, but they could have had it way sooner if it weren't for stupid, penalties that they got no business doing and then miraculously you do get the ball back and you've got an opportunity to be throwing it into the end zone a couple of times for the win and you run a quarterback sneak I and and I get it like the the official should have been up there quicker you don't put it in the officials' hands to be up to run up there and get the ball spotted for one second. You just don't do it. Uh, just, 
I'm sorry, but you know, you've heard me say this before. Rooting against the Dallas Cowboys is the most rewarding thing in all of sports. I, I've just, I want everyone to try it. It's so fun because they lose games in the craziest way ever. It's like you win the lottery every single weekend. It's amazing. The, I just speaking from a sinner's perspective, if that ref would have done that in that situation, <laughs> the odds of us like possibly fighting is up there because I will I will defend the Cowboys in that like I it's not a great play call. I'm not saying it's a great play call, but the ref has got to know the situation. And this is why you've heard me say this before. The NFL should have full-time employees as officials. And they all should be young and in really good shape with really good eyesight. And they should be guys that have played that know the rules inside and out. It shouldn't be some 65-year-old tax attorney. <laughs> like, right. it shouldn't. There's too much on the line. And in that situation, the referee that is responsible for spotting the football has to have more awareness. Has to have more awareness. Now, you're right. You don't want to put it in the official's hands. Like, put it an official in that situation, but that was bullshit. And I hate the Cowboys. Well, here's the thing. Dak, whenever he got down, he knows the, or should know the proper procedure. You don't hand it to the center. You, you have to find the official. The official has to spot the ball before you can ever snap it. The center should have taken the ball turned around knowing where the official's coming from that spots the football and handed right. it to him. Right. Yes. But one of them should have. They should have been able to snap the ball. I I But hey, once again, that's I'm not going to lose like, any sleep over the Cowboys losing yeah. in a just hilarious fashion like it's hilarious. <laughs> like it's good. I did feel bad for Neville Gallimore that hands to the face. Oh. It was like oh, third yeah. and 12. I Yep. <sighs> But they had a chance to go win the game, and just Mike McCarthy, he continues to make just like the the game management errors. Oh, they're bad, well, man. Well, here's the thing, man, and, and this is what – and we've talked about this before. Good teams, everything in a football game is situational. You have to be a good, smart, situational football team. And there's a million different situations. You have to practice them all, right? It, like where to, um, right, what, what the clock does. Like what are the clock rules? Where are we on the field? Like what's the procedure before you snap a ball in a, in a two-minute drill like that? Special team situations like substitutions all of that stuff is situational football and the best teams are always great situationally aware football teams it's that's what it is winning the situations also maybe don't punt when it's fourth and two I, and i know it's from your own like 33 but you're down 16 points in a playoff game maybe get aggressive with that even though they did come back thanks to jimmy garoppolo gift wrapping that interception got Gave the Cowboys life, gave that stadium life, but gosh, that Boy, was I, the that Kittle that play. That place was about to go insane on that 
what ended up being an incomplete pass. Has has anyone ever been more excited that it was incomplete? Oh my gosh. I know. It's like you rarely as a as a tight end would you ever be lobbing that you didn't catch the ball. I dropped it. Wow. I dropped but it. But hey, here's the thing, man. That was a super, super entertaining football game. No doubt. No doubt. And you and I both entertained because the Cowboys lost. <laughs> it's great. All right. If you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you're doing. Head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You got to grab some of Balcones, Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate. And you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some of Balcones Pot Still Bourbon. It's big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. Drank some on Saturday night. Went down real How about nice. That? In 2012, Balcones Single Malt won the best-in-glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen. It became the first American distillery to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcones products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners are from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit balconiesdistilling.com and make sure, hey, if you're getting some Balconies because of us, tweet at them. They like it. They've been telling me they really like it, and they like it so much. We have verbally agreed, still got to get the signed contracts, Ted, but verbally agreed to a full-gear sponsorship deal with our friends at Balconies. Let's go. So keep drinking the Balconies and keep sending them pictures of you drinking it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with Evan Mobley. And I know maybe no one's caring about NBA basketball right now but me, but went to the Thunder game, uh, Thunder Cavs game on Saturday night. Dude, let me tell you, this guy's like, I don't know, 19 or 20 years old. He is unreal talented. Seven foot tall. He had 20 points, five rebounds, a couple blocks. It's like the guy didn't even break his sweat. I mean, he is going to be unbelievable. He's going to be the rookie of the year this year, but his touch, his skill level for his size, and like he doesn't even have muscle yet. He, he has, like I'm telling you, he has everything it takes to be like an all-time great. I watched him. I was just like, this guy is. I mean, it's unbelievable wow. to watch a guy that big and long, like move so fluidly. It was, it was like mesmerizing in person. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
seeing some of those guys up close and personal and uh, work their game, work their magic is is really impressive, man. There's no doubt. And you could have been there, but you you oh. turned the invitation down. Turned it down. You it was know a good what? Game. We we had to go to a birthday party, and it was at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. A little oh. stand up comedy. It was awesome. We had, Get some had laughs. a good time. Nice. Got some laughs. Nice. Laughs. But my, I'm sorry, man. My winner of the weekend, the Buffalo Bills. It's got to be the Buffalo oh. Bills. Um, I'm sorry, but the Bills whooped your Patriots ass. It's true, but just I want everyone to realize what this is. The Patriots, we're always playing the long game. And the last uh-huh. thing we want to do is to go into the 2022 season with a big target on our chest. Okay, so let's let's bow out of this one and then next year whenever we regroup we'll just take the league by storm you always got to think long long big picture think long game out in front yep that's what you're you're thinking long game when you spend like historical amounts of money in free agency before a season you're always thinking long game when you do that but it was like the bills unleashed a couple of decades of frustration in one night 47 to 17, and it wasn't even that close. It was cold as hell, but Josh Allen was on fire. I mean, he, dude, he was so good in this game and did it with his arm, did it with his legs, used his legs to extend plays, and then just made some ridiculous throws. Like the, the touchdown to Dawson Knox was, I mean, it was so good, but seven drives that were actual drives for the Bills, seven touchdowns. Seven for seven in the game. The Bills never punted. No Crazy. punts. So uh, just they just pumped the New England Patriots. And that, that defense for the Patriots just, they had no answers. I'm not sure anyone has answers for Josh Allen if he's going to play that well. But they ran it efficiently when they needed to with Devin Singletary, uh, who scored a couple of touchdowns in this one. And... I don't even really know how much I can criticize Mac Jones. He he wasn't great, right? But it's not like he was god-awful. They weren't going to beat this Bills team. If, if, if Josh Allen plays that way, I don't know if anyone can beat the Bills with how solid they are defensively, uh, with some of the, you know, the safety play that they're getting. And, man, it was – that had to be discouraging to watch, man. That thing was over quick. Quick. Yeah. No, it was um... – and I will say, we do have to remember that Mac Jones is just a rookie, man. And he actually had a hell of a season for a, a rookie season to make it to the playoffs. But my God, how good must it feel for those Buffalo Bills fans to get that playoff win against the Patriots at home? That place is going to be insane throughout the playoffs. We saw the sex toys making it onto the field. Yeah. Here we go, Bills Mafia. Yeah, they're back. <laughs> but I will say this. You played in Buffalo. I played in Buffalo. If, if you can ever make it there for a game, and especially now that they're good, right? If you can make it there for a game, I, it's so fun. And I was so happy for those fans. That atmosphere was probably insane. Like you could feel it watching it on TV, but I guarantee you like that train horn was rolling. I, I wish I could have been there because I'm sure it was 
nuts. Well, it's the same. Cincinnati is Cincinnati. That game sounded loud as hell too. It did. There, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of built up frustration uh, over the years. Thirty years since a playoff win. It's crazy, man. It's yeah. awesome. And all- there's dude. There's some good young quarterbacks in this league right now. Did did you turn it off before or after Mitch Trubisky got in the game for the Bills? Uh, luckily, I was really upset that I was at the Looney Bin for the game until like I saw what was going on, and I was like, okay, I'm. I'm glad I don't have to watch this every single play of it. So <laughs> you were yeah. like, I DVR'd it. Don't need to watch it. I'll catch <laughs> <Right>. the highlights. <laughs> right. All right. For my loser of the weekend, I thought about going with OU basketball, man. Uh, a tough overtime loss on the road against TCU. And I will say, just a hilarious play to force overtime at the end of regulation for the Sooners. I mean, TCU just left Jalen Hill wide open underneath the basket i've never seen anything like it to tie the game he is he catches it right underneath the basket no one around him lays him in lays it in since the game to overtime it was hilarious well um we gave it back to him at the end of overtime by leaving a wide open shooter in the corner with no one anywhere near him for the for the three ball yeah buried that three but then mike miles misses the front end of the one and one they missed the front end of the one and one You've got the ball, Elijah Harkless, chance to win the game. Couldn't get a good one off, man. Not exactly a quality shot. And nope. the Sooners lose a tough one. I'll say this, man. The Big 12, Big 12 basketball is a grind. Oklahoma State goes to Waco. <laughs> beats Baylor. Like, what? <laughs> Texas Tech's the hottest team in the country. They go to Kansas State. Leave with an L. Like, this, this league is insane. I love it. It's, it's going to be really fun. It's like at the end of the year, everyone's going to every single team be 500. That'd be great. Yeah. But my loser of the weekend, Philadelphia Eagles, because listen, the Bucks were missing quite a few guys, right? Especially offensively. And some people are like, well, maybe the Eagles can keep it interesting. No. I mean, this was a throttling. And at one point, what, 31 to nothing at one point. And the Bucks defense was just really really solid eagles could not get any run game going hardly at all jalen hurts just never could get in much of a rhythm uh they pressured him he just made he made some bad mistakes with the football especially that interception he threw in the end zone that was that was obviously a big play in the football game but anyone watching this one it was it almost felt like I, this is mean but it kind of felt like watching the college football playoff semifinals this year where you're like, Hey, that team's got no chance to beat that team. Right. And yeah, Tom Brady just controlled everything offensively was efficient. in The past game added a couple more touchdowns to his playoff touchdowns record. They were smart with the football. It's kind of an easy ho-hum win for the Tampa Bay bucks, man. With, uh, with the way Tampa's defense was playing, man, it, I, th- I feel like they could have beat almost anyone today. Uh, their two inside backers are just great. Uh, Whitehead at safety is fantastic physical player. Got a good, like legit pass rush with some some monsters up there. So yeah, they're they're looking good right now. Looking comfortable. That's that's what experience gets you, man. Whenever you have a guy that's 
God, I don't even remember. Did you, did you see the graphic with the amount of starts he has? It's, he has like maybe 15 more starts in the playoffs than the rest of the quarterbacks in all, on all of the teams combined or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. So, yeah, they're, they're looking really strong right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. I, I just think with, you know, without Godwin, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to have the offensive firepower to win it again, but what Brady's doing is insane at his age. Like it's, he just, it's like, he's better. It's, it's insane. Who's the, who's the, the final four that we want? Do we want, uh, bills, chiefs, bucks, Packers? Okay. I am. I want the Titans and the chiefs. Now I, I would like, I would like the chiefs to host the, A, the AFC championship game, but, and this is, you know, going back to, you know, this is it. It, this is all about me. I'm right. going to be in Nashville the weekend of the AFC championship game. And if it's okay. Titans chiefs, then the Titans will be hosting yep. the AFC championship game while I'm there. And I will go to the game. So that's just kind of a selfish one. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there's a chance of that. That's a good solid all around football team. We'll see what, uh, see what Henry's got, but yeah, I, it's, I think it's going to be a really fun playoffs for the NFL this year. Yeah, there's no doubt. And on that note, episode 181 in the books, we'll have a new podcast that'll drop Thursday morning. Superman, Roy Williams is scheduled to join us. I'm going to keep saying it's scheduled because things pop up in people's lives, but Superman himself, the newest member of the College Football Hall of Fame, is scheduled to join us uh, for Wednesday night's podcast. Uh, just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius X and Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Please go buy the merch. Opolis Send us clothing. the pics, folks. We want to see you guys in the, in the Oklahoma Breakdown merch. Yeah, opolisclothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Please buy the merch. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening and do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other.